I'm a man. I'm 40. I ain't as good as I once was. I got a few Happy 40th to our guy, Jimmy Chavez, on your Friday. Feel good Friday, birthday Friday for Jimmy. It is mornings with Sharp and Hanley. I'm Nick. John Schreider filling in for Sharpie. And, of course, the birthday boy himself, Jimmy Chavez. If I didn't play that clip, I'd probably get fired after the show. Can we at least Because you only get to use that once. Yeah, that's true. You can't do that many times. You only get a one. You can, you can do it for the next 364 days Yeah, if you'd like to. I did it a bunch of times on my 40th birthday. I, I think I told you this last yes. time. At, when you get the uh, happy birthday Facebook messages, <laughs> I just replied to every single one with the I'm a man, I'm 40 gif. That's good. That's much better than my, my like, my thumbs up. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Um, remember the, the Gundy rant? I don't think enough attention is brought to maybe the most hilarious part of that. Everybody always points to the, I'm a man, I'm a 40. But when he pulls out the paper oh, yes. yeah. and all of the ads fall out, <laughs> that's the best part right there. He's go, He takes the paper out and you have like, hey, there's a JCPenney ad. Hey, there's a Best Buy ad. Well, I just... Oh, you can go get a car battery over here. Cool. I, I just love the beginning of it because he just walks straight up to the podium and goes, where are we at in yeah. society Where are we today? at in society today? <laughs> it's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> And the editor who let it out is garbage. <laughs> oh, there goes another Best Buy. I just <laughs> fell out of the paper. Shout out. Car stereo. Oh, it's still the best. All right. Man. You can give me that one. Jenny Carlson, fellow KU alum, who wrote the call. Oh, yeah. Oh, she KU alum. Okay, yeah. And she was there, right? And she was just, oh, yeah. she was taking his criticism on the chin. Who was the, that one is, is the Gundy Rant's my favorite. Um, it's quite good. Who was the, the Kansas City Royals manager? Al McCray. Al yep. McCray, yep. when he says, put that in your pipe and smoke it. If you guys ever, <laughs> now, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, we cannot play this on the air. And I'm sure <laughs> Al you, McCray, no, not most well, of it. A lot no. of these, that, that last line is all I thought. A lot yeah. of these you guys can't, you know, we could not play on the air. But I think you guys are probably familiar with this one. But for any of our listeners that... Uh, remember, and I know a lot of you do remember Earl Weaver. There is one oh, of the Earl the, Weaver one, the tirade where, where he is he going is, after the yump. Well, no, this is actually on a radio show where he has been. This was hilarious. He was fired as the Baltimore Orioles manager. Well, the communication didn't get back to the radio station yet because it's back in the day where you didn't have Twitter. You know, information moved a little slower. So he still did his his radio show, The Manager's Corner. And he's answering questions in it with each question he's answered about, you know, this person and this player and this player and this player. He's going off on a tirade, a profanity lace tirade. It's it's hilarious. And then at the end, uh, Alice Sweet wants to know when the best time is to plant uh, or uh, yeah, plant tomatoes. And he's like talking about Alice Sweet needs to worry about where her next lay's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just goes off and he he. He ends the show by saying, I don't know where these effing questions are coming from, but back to the something on the Baltimore effing radio network. Oh, it's hilarious. It, you can find it, say, Earl Weaver, uh, Manager's Corner, YouTube I've, it. It's I've always phenomenal. been a big fan of the Lee Elia rant, which was 83, which, funny thing is, the next year for the Cubs was a magical season. One of my favorites... Uh, I have these all on VHS somewhere in a thing because I used to intern at a TV station in Kansas City in college. And so I have Hal McCray's. This is all unedited. 
and uh, which is the best way to hear it. But it's Dick Vermeil going at Jason Whitlock. I could just stay, just stop there. Just <laughs> yep. Yeah, said but enough. defending Greg Robinson after the Chiefs didn't uh, didn't allow the a punt against the Colts in the playoffs, and he looks at Jason. He goes, "When you write a horse blank art, or when you write a horse blank story, does anybody fire your ass? No, you scratch it off and." You move on to the next hmm. one. <laughs> and I just always thought that was funny because Jason wrote many of them. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's a Rushmore of coach press conference rants, and, and Gundy is on there. Well, we did, we brought up the uh, the Diaco one uh, just a couple oh. of days ago where he See, that, that's went less in, a rant, and that's yeah, just the unhinged ramblings of a madman. Yes, of someone who... Perfectly I, I, put. I made a I made a comparison to you. You watch The Office, right? Or watch? The oh yeah. Okay. Remember, remember when Michael Scott gets called into David Wallace's office and he goes, "What are you? What are you doing right?" And so Michael Scott doesn't know what to say, so he just starts rambling. And then it, you know, on his little yes. little side one one, he goes, "Sometimes I just completely get lost in my thought, and I just hope to find it." <laughs> <laughs> along the way as I'm talking. Like, that was Bob Diaco. That's Bob Diaco. Never, no matter what, under any circumstance, do you ever, and I make this point, you never, no matter what, no matter, under any circumstance. <laughs> that to me was Diaco when yep. he was talking about the strain. You never knew where it was going to go, and neither did he. Nope. And there were a bunch of uh, images. There's we no were, reasonable reason. Yeah, no reason. <laughs> when we were talking about this, there are images, and you can see Bishop and Connor like in the background, and their face tells it all. Like they have the most confused look of like, what are we listening to? Right. It, it was a really Can good Can you see one. the strain? Can you see it? I'm Can still you? looking. Can you? Am I right? Am I right? I, I don't it know. Actually, Bob, Bob it, are you? It, I don't know. It actually reminded me of James Woods and Casino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you see me? <laughs> At one point, I just wanted someone to be like, Robert, if we say we do, will this end this? Because this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> this is just one of the most uncomfortable. Hey, odd... best coach on campus. Robert D. Ako. Uh, so. Hashtag memes. It feels like, this feels like it was like over a week ago. The Nebraska-Michigan State game, the hype that was going uh. into that senior night. The place was at fever pitch. You had so many so many big moments in that first half where it just seemed like, wow. They finally have had that aha moment where you had a good month of February. 5-1, best record in the Big Ten for any team in the Big Ten in the month of February going into that game. And it seemed like in that first half that maybe there was reason for the hype and there was justification that, damn, this could be really fun to see where this thing goes. And I don't and I'll get to that that part here in a moment. But then Michigan State just offensively put on a clinic. And what they did defensively, what they did offensively, it's hard for me to say Nebraska just crapped down their leg because that was more of a Michigan State was playing shooting more than anything, was shooting horribly in the first half and just went completely the opposite direction in the second half. They stole that game. They ripped it away from Nebraska, and they didn't look back. But what they also did in the process, I feel, is they kind of ripped the soul away from the Nebraska fan base of the expectation of, hey, NIT, or could we beat Michigan State? Uh, Even if we lose to Iowa, we go into the Big Ten tournament, maybe we win a game there, maybe hell. Maybe we win two games, and you've got that whole idea of what everybody's been saying is, 
Nobody wants to play Nebraska right now. Nobody wants to play Nebraska right now. And I think Michigan State sort of stomped on that notion just a little bit. But is all lost right now? If you think about what Nebraska could reasonably achieve and still put themselves in a NIT-type situation, that second half, are we going to look back at that and say, there it was. Those 20 minutes completely changed any type of postseason prospects that Nebraska had. Because Nebraska, if you think about it right now, they're still a 500 team. They're still a team that is in the running for an NIT berth. At 15 and 15, are they going to beat Iowa? Probably not. Iowa right now, what they're doing, (laughs) that doesn't look fun. And the fact that Iowa plays very well at Carver-Hawkeye, Iowa lost to Nebraska not too long ago, uh, that's probably on their mind a little bit as well. Iowa had a lot of fun jabbing and poking at Indiana. I think they are licking their chops for this opportunity. I don't like this situation. I don't think a lot of people like this situation for Nebraska against Iowa this weekend. But you're going to play on Wednesday. Okay, Ohio State's won a couple of games, sure. Depending on who you get in the Big Ten tournament. They let's say they win a game. They're they're sitting there at sixteen and sixteen. If you could possibly win on Thursday, which you would obviously be playing a team that would be a lot more respectable from a a you're, net ranking value. You're playing a tournament team. You're play, you are. You're you're playing a tournament team, and and this is the thing that Nebraska has shown in the month of February. They've beaten some tournament teams, albeit Rutgers. Rutgers is clinging, but I think they're still going to make it. You now have. If you were to just get to Thursday, and that's not a huge, yeah, good luck with that. You don't have to win on Thursday. You get to Thursday, I still think you're in decent shape. But it's almost preposterous to talk about right now, I feel like. Like, people are like, no, I can't even go there. I get the past, but as Fred said after the game, this team typically responds well to adversity. And I don't think... The game against Iowa is going to be the true indicator of that because this is going to be a very tough, tough situation Nebraska is going into. And Sharpie brought this up after the game on Wednesday. If you can be at least competitive in that game where you are making Iowa uncomfortable at times, I think that's a sign of responding well to adversity. Now, again, should that be the standard for the Husker basketball program? Whether you think it should or not, it is right now until you prove that you can take that standard a little bit higher. But they can still make a solid conversation for the NIT, in my opinion. I I just, I know it's easy to focus on Nebraska losing the way that they did after, you know, having a lead of 15 at one point in that game. I was just very impressed with Michigan State where, I don't know if I totally buy into that. Just going to define the rest of the way for Nebraska. So the Michigan State game was Caddyshack two. Excellent reference. That's just that's my in. comment. That's why I love right? when you're here. Wait, okay. can you please explain? Because yeah. first of all, I hated Caddyshack two. Exactly. Well, there you go. Exactly, Nick. <laughs> the previous four games, that was our Caddyshack. We were all having fun. Everyone's having a great time. Everyone half, got this laid. Is wonderful. The second half was a Jackie Mason makes an appearance, and we're like, oh god. 
you get to this you get to the Michigan State game and it's like oh I this, should have yelled too this is this is the one <laughs> this this is where it, it's like we're doing this again <laughs> and then you watch it and you just, you leave feeling a little bit sick to your stomach because you spent <laughs> ten bucks to see it you <laughs> wait you just wasted two hours of your life you could have been doing something else. <laughs> The Michigan State game was Caddyshack, too. I mean, that's how I felt about speed, too. Might I add uh, Major League Three? It, you can go okay. there as well. You didn't like the buzz? Oh, my God. You didn't like... That uh, should never even be associated with the Major League Base. Or Major League. You didn't like Paul Blake yeah. leading the Texas State fighting armadillos to or, lead the buzz. Or downtown. Yeah. Who weighed about, what, 115 pounds? Yeah. He was he was better and justified against Jefferson Darcy, the worst <laughs> yeah. manager in movie history for the Twins. Yes, the anti Billy Haywood. Yeah. So okay, so it's so that's so that's our Caddyshack too. But you know, I I still went and saw movies after that. You did, and the point it did, there it didn't ruin my is, my cinematic like, intrigue. There's still a path for Nebraska basketball. It's not easy, but. Like, look when you get to this. But it's time, not impossible. When you get to this time of year, and you're a, you're a flawed basketball team, mm-hmm. especially a flawed basketball team who has injuries. Yeah, limited options. The path is always going to be difficult, right? Like you're going to have to probably beat someone that you shouldn't, or that people think that you shouldn't. You're going to have to win a game somewhere that you you aren't really given a chance to win. That's yeah. that's the spot that Nebraska basketball is in right now. They're going to have to win a game that they're not supposed to. Whether that's Iowa this weekend, whether that's in the second round of the Big Ten tournament. But one of those, it, it's got to be a win against a team that is also fighting for their tournament life, who's also going to be highly motivated to play. And you're going to have to come out ahead in one of those games. That, But that's where everybody who's in this pool of teams where Nebraska finds itself right now, that who's like, are they going to make the NIT? Are they not? Maybe they're going to make the NCAA tournament if they make a good run. Maybe they're not going to make the postseason at all. The teams that find a way to beat teams they're not supposed to are the ones who get to move on. That's yeah. it. Now, as you said, Nebraska's found a way to beat some teams that they probably weren't supposed to. Over the last month. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to think they can't do it again. No reasonable reason. No reasonable reason. <laughs> because, I mean, if you've seen the strain. Yes. It's spectacular. Just tie it all together like a damn bow. <laughs> on a big Christmas present. Because, look, Jimmy's a man and he's 40. <laughs> he's not a kid. Though he tries to act like one. So No. I don't, the hope is not lost. I mean, this is a team that has shown already they can beat teams they're not supposed to. Right. They, The way they play the game makes them tough to play against. They ran out of gas in the second half against Michigan State. I think that's honestly what happened. The closeouts were late. They gave too many open looks from the outside. And the shots started falling when Michigan State was able to find those open looks. That's what happened. This is a team that has limited options. They've got a short bench. There's nobody left to play, yeah. right? Like you, you just you got to dance with who you got. And look, if they can, if they can find a way to win two of these next three games, 
if they can get to three games, I think they'll be in. And I I would give them And they draw well least, for that game, which matters. That's not being sarcastic. Like it's the NIT's a business. If yeah. they can get them in there, they'll it'll look good on TV. So they got more than a puncher's chance to make it at this point. Yeah, and I would still say I feel good with two. If they can get two wins, and I know it's a big if. I, I I totally understand that. I'm not saying like, oh yeah, well, if I won a million dollars too. But like, yeah, if they get two wins, whether that's if somehow pulling off Iowa, which would be a major upset, we'll see. I, I, I feel like they're probably going to get Ohio State because basically it comes down to them in Wisconsin on this final uh, regular season weekend. Nebraska has Iowa. Wisconsin has Minnesota. I like Wisconsin's chances because right now Nebraska and Wisconsin uh, tied in the standings. Nebraska having the tiebreaker because they beat Wisconsin. But I like Wisconsin's chances to win that game, and I don't love Nebraska's chances against Iowa. So you get Ohio State, who is good on them, has actually won a couple of games as of late. Obviously, you'd rather play Minnesota because you feel like it'd be a better path to get to Thursday. But if you're able to win Thursday, and again, it's an if. You're able to win, I think that's all. If you beat Iowa somehow, some way. That might be enough. Figure out a way, exactly. Yes. F- figure out a way to. Which can happen because while I said they do this to you last weekend, they also do the flip. They end up winning a game like, whoa, how'd they win that? So, so if, here's the, the scenario. Like, if Nebraska can find a way to win at Carver-Hawkeye this weekend, then they're going to get Minnesota in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, and you can't lose that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, obviously, you can't no. lose that game. No, So if you beat Iowa, you beat Minnesota, you're NIT. In. You're in. Yeah, Everything you else is, is the cherry on top after that. The more, again, the more probable scenario. Lose to Iowa, beat Ohio Iowa, State. Lose Iowa, you beat Ohio State. And you, then you have to win Thursday. Yep. We'll see. Well, I but guess there's only one thing left to do. Yeah, that's right. So, but all, all is not lost. Now, what I fear, and hopefully the team is completely insulated from this, if you do get your doors blown off against Iowa, nobody's going to give them a shot. Oh no! Nobody's getting. I, I think there's a lot of people that are, and the fear is they might just be to right now. Uh, they might just finally be worn down, and they could be because of again the limitations, the amount of bodies. Boy, I'd like to see Blaze maybe uh, be an option as opposed to Oleg, but CJ got to be better. He was not good against Michigan State during that winning streak. CJ Wilcher was actually a plus out there. But yeah, there's some things that obviously are are always going to be concerning when you're limited. But I, there's I maybe I've completely turned a corner this year during the month of February on this team. But I, I still think they've got something in them, and we'll see if if that's true. They're scrappy. They are. I, that, that's what you see, Nick. Is they they, make, they don't they, quit. They make you uncomfortable. Whether that's and getting out to a 15 to point lead that. or they're they're pushing you there towards the end. And when we hear People use that, well, who wants to play Nebraska right now? Well, of course, if you had your option to play Nebraska or, say, Purdue, you're choosing Purdue every day of the week. But the reason people say that is because they do. They make you uncomfortable. All right, They are limited. They know it. And so they kind of play a little bit more loose that way. They, yeah, they, they get up underneath you. Mm-hmm. They 
you know. And you got Casey who they're contesting every inbound. Yeah. It's as much as Casey could shoot you out of a game. We've seen as of late, he can, he can not only shoot you in, but he can create some distance as well. And yeah, they'll make you look silly if you're sloppy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if you if you and I don't think anybody's necessarily going to overlook them, but when you get out there and you start maybe getting a little complacent with some of your de- defensive concepts and, and what have you. Before you know it, like they get rolling, and that team, any team that's kind of in a similar situation, Nebraska is the 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 way that those teams feed off of that as opposed to other teams. It's contagious, man, and it starts to worry you because they shouldn't be doing that against you. Well, I think they, I think they've also. They've snuck up on some some teams here since the injuries to Gary and Bandamel. I mm-hmm. think, you know, not only did our own fan base write them off here in in Nebraska, but I think the rest of the league was probably like, well, you don't have to worry about Nebraska now. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not out loud, but in the back of their mind, they're like, okay, that that team's going to pack it in, and that we can just mark that one in the win yeah. column, and. That team was not ready to pack it in. They yeah. came they came to play every night. And you know, they got they got a few wins. They beat some teams, as I said, that they weren't supposed to, and they found themselves in this spot now where they're holding it in their hands. Like get a couple of wins and play a few more. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. All right. Uh there are I just want to ask you before we go to break. If you've got a six foot six, six foot seven, two hundred and ninety pounder barreling down on you with a forty time of four point seven, do you have nightmares about that? Does that make you fearful? Because we're starting to see some things with defensive tackles in the combine that is pretty impressive. We'll get to that next year on sixteen twenty the zone.